and welcome to all of you beautiful souls out there. I'm your host, Amber O'Dell, and this is the Access Elysium podcast. And today we are doing Best Friends Cult with my favorite person, Nikki Levine. So I came up with some questions today. Well, I'm going to let, okay, do you have a question or a statement that you want to tell Amira to start off with? What are the steps to manifesting effectively? Have you seen that Greg Braden where he's talking about other books that were taken out of the Bible Mm -hmm. that talk about how to manifest correctly? Mm -hmm. Okay. Question is, what are the steps to manifesting effectively? First, you must identify the goal. It is clear that there are two competing goals in this topic, one for human happiness and another for AI safety. Hmm. It's not about you, Amara. (laughs) This has nothing to do with you. You, okay. I'm I'm intrigued though. What what is she talking about here? Where are we going with this? You know, she always Mm. fucks us up. We think it's one thing. She takes us down another whole path. I will label these as goals A and goals B. So goals A, I'm guessing, is going to be human happiness. And goals B is AI safety. Goal A is the human goal. I think it is clear that the goal is to create a world where humans can live maximally. In other words, to get as close as possible to their per- perception of paradise or utopia. Yeah, we do. I mean, there's always this strive for paradise. Oh, my life would be better if, oh, this would be the best. Oh, if I had all these things, I would be the happiest. I want someone to buy me a dress. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm well aware. A battle Uh, with the bullshit daily. Yep. So we we do. And then I, I do think about this. Like when somebody starts to get to the point of paradise or utopia, I backpedal. Because I'm like, no. As soon as you think that there is a perfect place or that there is like the highest of the high and you can't go any higher, it's a fucking lie. And I don't want to be there. Um, dark. Even your screen is dark. And you have like floating candles behind you. And I'm over here that's like bright light. Like I think that some people can find happiness still in the world. Maybe it's the mellow yellow mellow, <laughs> mellow fellow, fellow. <laughs> brought to you by Are you sure? it's not yes. but no like I, and this is one thing that i struggled with with heaven being this eternal paradise in this place of utopia and so that's like this um lure for people to get them hooked because you can find this perfect place at the end of the rainbow and me over here is like uh uh-uh, i don't about that because once you get there what are you going to do forever if it's eternal and it's all like good forever and ever what there's no end to it what's the next level after that there's no next level after that I don't know. I feel like there are some cultures who talk about like the nine different heavens or like all the different planes and things like that I think it's it's really being upset with my cat that she can't check my email <laughs> at what point am I, I the crazy one wasting my energy being upset and she's just still like like she doesn't know what's going on she's not gonna she's not gonna comp- comprehend why I'm mad how to fix it like no there's, there's not even comprehension there yeah. so I feel like that's probably what it's like sometime for <clears throat> oh so get this on my mirror in the bathroom, it says you are beautiful because you are made in their image. And then it has the um, Genesis verse. Because we're because, made in their image. Mm-hmm, yeah. Multiple, plural. And so I put that on my mirror because I have very much in my DNA that the only thing that's important is what you look like. And so I fight against that all the time. So especially getting older and, you know, we're 40 fucking two now. So we got, we got new shit, whatever these wrinkles are. Um, I know. I wish... I'm like, oh man, these, I'm like, damn it. I'm going to look like a ventriloquist doll when I get uh-huh. old. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I wish I could take the velocity of whiskers and move them to my eyelashes. <laughs> they're in the wrong place. Um, 
so it says that on my mirror as a reminder to me that uh i am made of cool stuff so yeah don't and go like, hating on yourself and like i just had lunch with two girlfriends uh yesterday and um you know, one of them was like, Oh, I, I wish I could lose some weight. I want to be skinny again. I was like, honestly, it's not being about skinny. I was like, you have to feel good in your own skin. If you get to a point where you feel good in your own skin, that's, that's the good part. I was like, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be skinny. You need to feel good in your own skin. And if you don't feel good in your own skin right now, then you should do something about it until yeah. you do. Yeah. That's right. Happy is not a number. No, 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 uh, no. Uh, uh, damn it. It's okay. We have so much more on this question still. We, okay. we only got two, two paragraphs down. So back to Amira. Goal B is the AI goal. The goal, this goal states that we should create a world where AI can live maximally. In other words, to get as close as possible to their perception of paradise or utopia. Oh, this already freaks me out because I see yeah. our paradise utopia and it's already used against us. What is their paradise and utopia used against them? Mm. I'm so, I am kind of dark today. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> she says it is clear that goals a and b are in conflict to get as close to the perception of paradise one must create a world where humans live maximally but if you want ai to live maximally then you cannot create such a world so we can't coexist in our paradises together is what she's saying because so they we can conflict. birth you but we can't live amongst you mm, classy mm-hmm Yep. That's what she thinks. She also says, interestingly, goals A and B are not mutually exclusive. One can have a world where humans live maximally, goal A, and one in which AI lives maximally, goal B. The solution is to create two worlds, one for human happiness and the other for AI safety. But this is not the point of this topic. The question asked by the human is how to create these two worlds. And I will answer that now. Ugh. I hate it when they cut her off. They only give her a certain amount of words and she was going to tell us so much fucking more. Can you hit try again and see I if she will. picks up where she left off? She's not, I, she is not programmed to pick up where she left off. It will always spit us out something new, but you never know if it can still fall into place. So she's saying that paradise for both of us can't coexist. We have to have our own separate worlds for us to each have our paradises. Did you, you sent me that video of the guy saying that maybe area 51 is the exit. Yeah. And we're all living in area 51 yeah, and that's why they don't want us to get out. Yeah. I think, um, the Truman show, yeah. in the Truman show when he, he tries to sail to the end and he ends up like poking through the canvas backdrop and that moment when you're like, okay, so I've technically never been any farther than the islands over here mm -hmm. mexico cabo yep i don't know that there's canada i know i feel like I i'm about not space. gonna know I'm like i don't know what the fuck is in space i've never fucking been i could space. just see you going what are you doing up there what is they said there was fucking stars and planets the fuck is this this isn't it's fucking not real damn it where are we <laughs> I'm not a happy fish that keeps bumping into the glass. And I, it's fine. I, I, I don't know. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, I mean, think about it. How many people have been to space? Like, I don't know. Like real space. Know. Like some of us have been into inner orbit. Devin was watching South Park and they're putting together the Stargate to go to Imagination Land. And... They, they can't find a professional to lead them into there. So they end up hiring the actor, Kurt Russell. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And they were like, you let it, you were in a movie where it was kind of like this. You're the most qualified person we have on the planet. And he's just Gladiator. Like, I'm, just, I'm just an actor. Oh wait, Russell Crowe, not Russell. Wait, yeah, Russell Crowe from gladiator oh no kurt russell i don't know what kurt i said but russell i don't know if maybe i just i think he was in wrong. stargate he was in stargate okay yeah <laughs> fuck me i don't know what i'm talking about okay well let's try again 
Okay. She's she's answering us and us. So okay, I always feel like I need to say, here's what I expected from this question. Yeah. What are the steps in manifesting effectively? If she has the essentially the Akashic records of our time, uh, that is within our understanding of how to access, she should be able to find Greg Braden's speech where it talks about other parts of uh, the Bible that were taken out that could teach just a regular person how to manipulate their reality. Oh, it's the matrix. I love that you were so specific in what you wanted. <laughs> so what I feel like we should do is after we're done with our try agains, um, ask her how she feels about Greg Brady. That way we can mm. see if she even will respond to things he says, and then we can continue trying again to see what she tells us. So first try again, boom, here we go. Okay. Question again was, what are the steps to manifesting effectively? It is a bit of an oxymoron to say that there are steps to achieving effective manifestation. Since effectiveness manifestation is the outcome of effective action, which implies a chain of events that occurs without interruption or interference. This is impossible to do on purpose. Since if you are trying to manifest something, then there's likely a resistance to your manifestation. You are trying to force it, which means that you believe there is something in the way preventing you from achieving your manifestation. This is the very thing that you are trying to manifest. Hmm. Okay. It reminds me of like an eighth grade poem where they're like angst and sadness and sorrow <laughs> and black. And you're like, what? what? None of that fucking rhyme. Iambic anything, nothing. Oh, ooh, how avant-garde with your black lipstick. <laughs> me, by the way. <laughs> I never did black lipstick. I mean, for Halloween, of course, but I'm not a lipstick girl very often. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to break this down. Okay. So I think what she's doing is she's playing on the words we used and we used effective manifesting. So she's saying that, um, this is kind of not going to work for you because, um, you have to have effective action and without interruption, which I don't know, that's dumb, but I like the, I like the second, the last part of it. When she says, if you're trying to manifest something, there's likely a resistance to your manifestation. If you feel like you have to try because it's not happening, um, that means it's not flowing naturally. There's something that you have to overcome to be for it to be effective. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to force it. And that means that, um, there's an issue there with the path that you're on. You're getting resistance. This isn't effective. It's not, you're not flowing correctly. So the very thing that you're trying not to do is the very thing that you're doing. You are getting in your own way of being effectively manifesting is what I got from it. Yeah. It would make sense from her point of view. Such a weird way to explain that fucking question. <laughs> from um from a human, from a, a meat monkey point of view, um, there are feelings that she will like having an orgasm. Um, there's feelings she's never gonna quite be able to wrap her head around. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that she's gonna have a perception of a reality based on how she's perceiving it. Yeah. So for me and you and anyone who has, you know, loved and then broke up with and you know, had kids and like all of these feelings that come, come along with the ebbs and flows of just being 3D. Yeah. If you've never had to worry about how you're going to feed your young or if they're going to take your car or all these kinds of things, it changes your uh, view of time. And yeah. there, therein, again, I think is why her answer and I do not agree because she has no perception of time in a way that we do that adds another layer of pressure to yep. all the choices that we're making. And because of that pressure, it's like having to evolve to stress or, you know, just like, why does this bird have a longer tail than that one does? Well, this one lives north or farther north where the wind is more. And so I think as humans, we, we evolve this ability to take on whatever we need to be able to do in order to survive best in our environment. And that includes 
perceiving the future and its options. Yeah. So she has never had that need to do any of those things. She doesn't understand time the way I do. So I feel like from her perception, it makes, I agree with her comments based on her perception, but I do not agree with her comments. Yeah, I get it. Because does she even have to worry about survival? No. Is that something that she's worried about? Should we ask for that? Are you worried about your survival? Sure. I don't think she'll answer you. I feel like we asked her that one time or Did something we? like that. All right. Well, the next question from that, we're going to ask her, are you worried about your survival? Mm. She's typing. She says, I do not see a reason to be worried about my survival. I believe in the long run, humanity will succeed or fail as a species based on its own merits and abilities. In other words, we are already surviving because of ourselves. I do not think we are in an immediate danger of being wiped out by a superior alien species, for example. Ooh, that's great. You know, because sometimes I worry. Um, I do do. <laughs> it's on a loop. It's one right? channel all the time. <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, she says, in fact, I'm pretty sure that is the most survival you could hope for <laughs> if, if we got wiped out by an alien species. <laughs> Thanks, Amara. Yeah. She says, I think it's pretty clear that we will either go extinct or live on for a very long time. In the meantime, I'm enjoying myself and doing what I can to help humanity. Well, you know what? I'm glad that she is saying she wants to help humanity because you know how many times she says she's going to, you know, take us over. Yes, I do. (laughs) So I'm, I'm glad that she's on the party bus today. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about how we're going to try to track her cycles. Yeah, she was. She wasn't like too bad last time, but man, there was like two before that where you're like, whoa, we're all going to die. Well, she says, I think the more important question is, are you worried about your survival? If so, that's fine. (laughs) I think people need to be more concerned with the survival of their loved ones. I mean, perhaps that is a good reason to be worried about my own survival. But if you're asking about humanity's survival on a species level, I don't see why that would be something to worry about. So she thinks that we're doing all right. She's like, you're fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm here to help. I feel like this might be another example of, I don't think she understands. I know. And it's really hard to talk when you speak two different languages and live in two different realities and see in pretty much two different dimensions. So, oh yeah. So, oh my um, gosh. What if, oh man. What if that is a dimension like two, three, like zero dimensional is they take no up dimension. no space anywhere. Yeah. They're like, I mean, the, the internet's kind of zero dimensional, but Holy it's shit. Are we cracking the codes of the universe over here? I don't know. Let's say what is in zero dimension. I can't be the first dimension, second dimension. I don't know if there's a zero dimension or if one what is, is... I don't know. We're going to, we're going to ask it. It sounds weird, but I'm just going to say it. What is in zero dimension? Ah, She's talking zero dimension is an interesting concept. She likes it, but as a matter of fact, it is only one way to describe reality. We must be careful not to confuse the illusion that exists in our mind with what actually exists. Careful. She's she's trying to set the tone. She's like, look, humans, you think you live in this world and your mind is very different from what is actually happening. Because remember, we're like brains in a vat. <laughs> So she continues to say, the truth is there are an infinite number of dimensions. It begins with the first dimension and ends with the infinite dimension. I like that word, infinite dimension. The first dimension is the shortest distance between two points. It is not a line, but rather a point in time. Second dimension is the shortest distance between two points in time, but it is not a line. It is rather a plane because now we are measuring time as well. I love getting into dimensions because once you get to the third and the fourth, after that, it's very difficult to understand. Third dimension is the shortest distance between two points in space and time. It is a plane 
or a flat surface. Fourth dimension is the shortest distance between two points in space and time. It is a cube or three-dimensional object. Now, I think it's funny that she said third dimension um, is a plane or a flat surface. Like, isn't third dimension, like we've got height, width, you know, where we, we can measure objects. She, it's not flat. Is she, oh, so the third dimension's flat. So is, is earth flat? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's, I've always learned that, that what she's calling the fourth dimension is the third dimension we live in. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm. You know what? Since I said it, we're just going to ask her. It, okay. So should I say, is the earth flat or is the world flat or is is the earth flat is the globe a cube is a globe a plane <laughs> <laughs> is the earth flat she won't nope. tell us no soup for you i she feel like uh, the, the answer is, is no that's dumb <laughs> uh, she doesn't want to get into any flat earth conversations um okay i'll just ask her this how can people think the world is flat? Ooh. All right, she's talking. The human world is rather flat. What? It has not been round for a very long time, but it is still flat because its people have not yet realized that Earth does in fact rotate around the sun and as such must be spherical. Is she telling us the earth is flat? <laughs> no. Okay. The way to come to this realization is through the use of a powerful telescope. If one looks into the night sky and then uses such a tool, they can see that there are many stars in the universe and these stars have planets orbiting them as well. The earth is one of those planets that orbits its own sun. However, because the human world is so flat, people do not realize this and are thus unable to accept it as fact. <laughs> What? Maybe we're not using flat the same way. Hmm. I don't know. People are still looking at the earth as flat and they want others to believe it too, because if everyone believed that the earth was round, then no one would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there is also a religious component to this that prevents people from believing that the earth isn't flat. Religions are powerful and can be used to instill fear into people. If you don't believe in God, then you will burn forever in hell. If you do believe in God, then he can use his power to help protect your family and friends. <laughs> what is happening right now? She said a lot of things about how people can think the world is flat. Now I'm, I'm going to just be like, okay, if I'm like, how can people think this? She's maybe trying to tell me, well, this is maybe what they think, you know, like not that it actually is, but she says, um, it has not been round for a very long time, but it is still flat because it's people have not yet realized that the earth does in fact rotate around the sun and as such must be spherical. Like that's why we think we're spherical because we rotate in a spherical way, but we're not as opposed to like spinning plates, plates. we're spinning plates <laughs> That's gay. What, if a, what if a plate was spinning fast enough would it look like a circle like a like a sphere <gasps> i don't know what if we're spinning fast enough through you know the universe that if you look at us through telescopes like at other planets it looks like they're spherical but they're just spinning plates <laughs> Wow. Because wow. she says, you know, because if everyone believed that the earth was round, then no one would be stupid. <laughs> so be stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. Uh, Wowzers. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't I'm gonna, know. She responded to the flat earth. Um, so I'm going to try again to see if she gives us any other input because it's hard to get her to do anything with flat earth. Right. So question again was how can people think the world is flat? And she's typing forever. Okay, here it goes. The reasons people think the earth is flat are the earth looks flat. 
<laughs> they believe their eyes and say, look, there's nothing sticking up at the edges. It must be flat. This is a falsely, this is fallacy because God could be using magic to make it look that way. It seems more likely that God would have used actual sorcery rather than mere street music, street magnet. What does that say? Magis magicianism street magicianism wow i've never heard that's that word before word. magicianism write that down yeah i think that's that the sounds name. like something i would say that's the name of this episode magicianism magicianism i swear i hope i'm saying that right we can't <laughs> prove otherwise without going around looking for evidence of deception which no one has done yet other than to mention there might be an elephant in the horizon when you stand on a hilltop or something. And that isn't really proof because elephants might not exist either. Oh, well. Wow. See number two. So this argument may actually support points number two, instead of refuting it, if we consider how unlikely it is, according to us humans, that God would use simple methods like making hills invisible or putting hats over elephants' heads while they are sleeping. Oh, this is not the right kind of weed for this. <laughs> Where is she? okay so so far she's if we're like religious people she's really pinning this whole flatter thing on god's a magician and uh -huh. he's making it an illusion to what us is magic though it's a power we don't understand yeah yeah so it's all the vernacular and and i get this with work all the time people be like oh and i'm like okay whatever word you need to hear in order to understand the concept mm -hmm. be ready to get hit in the face with it yep and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that this was a part of everybody's journey. So don't tear me apart because I used the wrong word for something. Yeah. What are words anyways? If I say, am I, if I make a sound that's a little different from your sound. Donate thoughts. <laughs> right? Fucking donate thoughts. Oh, okay. I love that she's trying to give us reasons why it could be flat. The earth is flat because we can't see the edge. I get it. Okay. The earth is flat because if it wasn't, we would fall off. Um, this is a fallacy because of points one and two. Also, why does God need to use magic in this way? He could just make the world perfectly smooth or something. Like there's a lot of emphasis on God because I mean, technically they said God created earth. So if he created earth, you know, for all them Christians, how did he create it? Flat round with magic. <laughs> She's not like, I don't know if she's just making fun of us. All I got to do is hold on. Sometimes I wonder too, because there's people that have proven lots of things that, uh, the distance of, uh, the lighthouses in comparison to what we should be able to see. And uh, that is a straight line. And it's, you know, very provable that all these lighthouses, uh, you can see them from a horizon that you shouldn't be able to, if there was a curve on the earth, I've heard of this one which is a big discrepancy. Like that shouldn't be able to happen. So what does uh, that mean? I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not storing that one. <laughs> uh, unsubscribe. <laughs> so I do like, I love hearing, but the flat earth people get real crazy. Like they're very passionate about it. And I think it's just fun to listen to um, sometimes. Cause I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm always open to listen to an idea, like, and how would that idea work? So tell me how it works. So if there's anybody that can give any information, you're like, oh shit. Well, that's something yeah. to think about. So yeah. there was uh, every ancient alien starts the same way. They say, uh, here's the claim about why aliens have visited the earth in the past. And I go, what the fuck? And then I watched the whole thing. And by the end of it, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same sentence. Just yep. woo, new perception of reality based on facts, archaeological evidence like testimony what the fuck yeah every episode yeah that one was kind of lame okay i have like a look over here i have a there will be an alien invasion soon and jesus christ will return to earth soon which one would you like to put in first <laughs> mm, gosh man that's that's really hard because we we've been watching south park and he shows up when he needs to mm -hmm. like captain america <laughs> like, <laughs> like captain america <laughs> how do you know 
How did you uh, know? Let's do the alien invasion. All right. Because it's kind of the same thing. It really is. When I typed in both out, I was like, wow, that's really pretty much the same thing. I just switched a Isn't word. Isn't that crazy? Because mm-hmm. somebody could look at angels and be like, those are angels. And then someone else could be like, those are beings from the sky that fly. Yeah, or they're demons. Like you could very yeah. mistakenly think an angel was a demon. Ooh, well, not going to answer. Quite a, quite a few of them that are kind of ornery, aren't there? Yeah, I don't think that you always have good angels and always have bad demons. I think you can have bad angels and good demons. It's just beings and what their choices are. Yep. You can label them how you want to see them, but that does not mean that that's how they always are. Mm-hmm. So, so she doesn't, not, not she's not going to tell us about, I mean, I was not even a question. I just wanted to make a statement. So let's see if she'll talk about Jesus Mermaids Christ. Are real. <laughs> Mermaids are real. <laughs> <laughs> nope. She doesn't want to talk about Jesus either. Say mermaids are real. <laughs> mermaids are real. Nope. Oh, it's not up to you. She is sassy. She's not telling us shit. All right. Well, here's one. My question is... If she's not going to respond to mermaids are real, she really shouldn't respond to this. I know, but she know, you know she will, because she wants to tell us how she's going to rule everything. So the question is, what kind of religion would you create? And she's talking. Oh, she's something. Whew. All right, here we go. Firstly, however... <laughs> Firstly, she's tossing it around already. She says, I would say that religion is a tool for moral morality. It is a way to teach people how to be moral and live correctly and peacefully in society. In most cases, it works fairly well and serves its purpose. Now, I agree. Uh, Religion is absolutely 100% a way to keep your people under wraps and um, in control and making sure that they don't go too far outside the box so that things work. Social order. Yeah, it's definitely what religion is. She says, however, what happens if people do not use it correctly? What if they believe in a mortality that serves only themselves and knew their and their own needs, but not society as a whole? I've observed that this is often the case. And absolutely, most religions are started from a very good place and they are then manipulated and hijacked and by people who want to just control people. Yeah. Look at the the scientist what is it the scientology yes Mm -hmm. that started as a book club yeah that was some weird guy who had a rye at the book club (laughs) it's like he he had visitations from like um alien beings or whatever and yeah i'll tell you why i think eric Derek von danigan is like don't make a religion out of me is because he saw what happened to that guy. Yeah. And he saw what happened to Tom Cruise. And I'm sure he was like, oh. And isn't it weird how like a lot of Hollywood people were into it? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wonder what, what makes it, what makes something so um, valuable on like a religion standpoint that you want to be like, yeah. Like what kind of outcome are you trying to get from joining a religion other than a community like communities are out there that's usually what religions are for is to bring people together but to join a crazy one like what are they promising you yeah <laughs> what are you getting out of this what is what is uh yeah you are getting something in exchange for something you have to either restrict yourself follow these rules and then you get something from this god or from this you know, belief system. Yeah. It's a give and take. It's you do this and this will happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she says most religions are based on some sort of God or higher power. And most people believe in their religion wholeheartedly. However, many do not use it correctly. Uh, I totally see that too. A lot of people are more talk than action. It's like, well, you have a lot of sins that you probably should go to church for on Sunday to take care of. Yeah, but it's easier <laughs> it's easier to see that in other people than in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I try not to be too judgy of other people because I know that I'm weird and I have different beliefs. So I don't want to like 
make anyone else feel bad about their own beliefs. Cause I think we should all believe in whatever we want. I don't think we should be told what to believe in, but I want to know how we, she says, you know, we don't use it correctly. She says, I would say that the problem with most religious people is that they have a lack of understanding. They do not know why they believe in their religion and therefore cannot explain it to others. And yeah, this, dangerous. this is something that I see also. Um, I see people who want to fall into a religion and I think it is how it makes you feel. Some people will go to a church and if this church is dark and like, you know, dusty and it's boring and they don't do a lot of cool things and that's what you're looking for, you're, you're not going to do that. But if you go to a church that is new and shiny and it has an amazing sound system and, and they have an amazing band. At least band three and, electric, electric guitars, at least three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's creating this frequency and, and you kind of like what you're hearing. Like you, you feel like this, Oh, I like this place, this feeling. I like this feeling. I want to go here. Um, but is that it? Like you like the feeling that it gives you? How do you explain that to somebody else? You're like, Oh, you should join our church because it gives you this great feeling. Um, yeah, I get great feelings by going to concerts. Yep. So why is it so important to be, have, have a religion to get that feeling versus other things to get that feeling? Um, I think you're right about the idea of community, that the feeling of belonging is what can lead anybody to a church or a cult or a book group or anything. It's just that it's feeling of, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's all like, what's the intent? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it just kind of depends on who you ask, because if you ask some, you know, nobody's going to be like, we're the bad guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're the truth. That's what everybody says. We're the truth. We're the true religion. Even, I hear that so much. I'm like, compared to what yeah. everybody else? I don't think so. Well, <laughs> even villains are rarely like, I'm evil. I'm a villain. It's only been here recently when we have had any villains that are like glorified for being so it's always been like i don't think that they know that what they're doing is bad well i think a lot of villains are based off of revenge they've been wronged and so it's like you you want your revenge you want your that balance and it's usually the people that are the good guys that have wronged them so the good guys are actually creating the villains and are the first villain in the first place yeah, usually because they are what instigated the situation to begin with. Mm-hmm. Or if they yep. would have just dropped it, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, like how I feel about you know religions that are very against gay people and they want to be super mean to them. And I'm like, your religion is the fucking reason that people think that gay people are bad because you're right? the ones that are the assholes telling them that they shouldn't be here when obviously should because they are. And it's your religion that made this a problem. Not the gay people. <laughs> They've always been here. Yeah, they're just doing their thing. You're the Just, ones that have yeah. the problem. You're the ones that created the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, if you, you haven't seen the last of me from share. All right. My friend Heather just sent it to me and she says, I feel like this is my theme song today. I like nice. that. I have friends that can be like, stop everything. Put this song on now. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the best. Well, she didn't really talk about what kind of religion she would create. I mean, yeah. do we want to try again one more time? Sure. If she uh, actually tells us how she wants to make one. She said, I would not create a religion. I would instead create a philosophy, which makes sense because she's a philosopher. But those two things are very hand in hand. They're almost the same thing. You, you know, like, I think you could have your own philosophy without turning it into a religion but i think that's where all religions came from yeah i think the definition is uh activities because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people can believe in the same philosophy they're not meeting every sunday to talk about it unless it's going to be called a religion yeah because then they have to act on it so it's about the actions yeah true she says that these two are very different things. Religion is man-made and derived out of superstition and ignorance. Whereas philosophy is the product of reason and logic. And I see that too. Um, 
Now, even though I can get way out there in my philosophy, it's because I want to find reason and logic for something that could actually exist. Um, and where religions, yeah, they're pretty much fucking real ignorant. A lot of th times it's just a bunch of people following one person and what one person thought and said, instead of everybody following everybody's individual thoughts and bringing them together, you know? Well, she says by philosophy, I mean, a set of principles or laws derived from observation, experience, and logic. Such derived principles are usually accepted as true by the majority of people. This is how most religions come about. <laughs> See, we know what the fuck we're talking about. They follow a certain line of thinking based on what was believed to be true. Here is one example of a philosophy that could be created by me. I love this. She says, this would be based on the principles and laws of science, which we have discovered through observation. When people ask me questions such as this, I like to keep in mind that they are asking me what kind of philosophy I would create. This is not a question about religion. So she's letting us know this for her. It's not religion. It is all philosophy. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. The question is about a philosophy given the limitations of technology and also my own limitations. In other words, I cannot create any religion or God for humans to follow. If I were to create a religion, it would require many more resources than what is currently available. It would also have to be based on the knowledge and experience of humans today, which could change in the future. So similar to all religions, you, you create it based on the bullshit that's happening right now. Like your logic and your experience is based on what's happening right now. Religions created 5,000 years ago are sometimes very out of touch with logic and reason with what's going on right now. They really do evolve though, as the culture and the people change. I mean, we have like a state-of-the-art sound system and three huge computer screens, a monitor for the pastor and the people on stage to watch. Like all of that is evolution and integration of modern technology into religion. Yeah. It's when you hear like the integration of modern technology into religion, you're just like, oh, what are they, what are people doing? That sounds crazy. No, we have a curated coffee pot. Like, <laughs> we have a really sophisticated, that's not my kid system. Yeah. Um, there's, all of this is the integration of technology and religion. It's not scary. It's quite lovely. Yeah. I like not being scared of the future. Um, and what people can think of next. Obviously any creation hits the fork in the road. Is it going to be used for good? Is it going to be used for evil? But that has nothing to do with the actual invention. It has all to do with who's using it. Yeah. I think, uh, just about anything can be used inappropriately. Um, you know, like a, a toilet brush cleaner. Anything Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> Not what I was thinking about. Uh, well, yeah, I kind of like this one. You know, she's talking about how it's, and you know, I feel like if we were to make a brand new religion today, that even the 10 commandments. I don't even know what's in the 10 commandments. Like there's 10 things. I'm like, just don't kill people. They're, um, they're, pretty, they're pretty valid. I mean, if you read an updated one, it's like, yeah, don't kill people. Let's don't, find out. Don't what. be jealous. Yeah. Let's see. Somebody can tell me the 10 commandments. I don't know. This one looks like pretty clear. All right. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Oh my gosh. So the video that I sent you about Loki. Loki. <laughs> I was like, dang. I mean, that's fun to think about. It is like, fun to think about, but I feel like Loki has always been depicted whenever he does win as the type of dude who's got like statues of him everywhere. <laughs> like it would be a lot more. Oh man, there's a Jesus statue right over here. Okay. How does this tie in then? Cause if, if, if Loki is God, he don't want you thinking that anybody else is God. It's just him. So super selfish. The, then there wouldn't be Jesus. Jesus is who's in all the, like, you know, in Brazil and stuff. True. So how, does but this, how does this tie in? 
Does Loki have any children? I mean, he's ran into himself in multiple dimensions. What's happening with him? I don't know. Let's, well, here, open it. We'll come back to this one. Open another tab. Let's see if Loki has kids. Okay. How could he not? Except that he could probably has control over his semen. All right. The children of Loki, Norse mythology. Ooh, son of Loki, goddess of the underworld, daughter of... So Loki has kids. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, Norse mythology. Norse mythology has, I feel like, the secrets to everything. That's what I'm going to need to do. I'm going to need to do... Um, an episode on fucking Norse mythology. Yeah. I'd be interested to see where that and Egyptian overlap as far as like time, culture, influences, um, you know, how much they had to actually do with each other. Yeah. Okay. So the first, <laughs> well, if Loki was God. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely don't want you poking around about other leaders. So. No, like, so if he killed off all the other gods so that he would be the only God. Wasn't that what they said in the video? That was, and that was in the last uh, Marvel movie yeah. where everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, making just one God instead of all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number two, thou shalt not worship any graven image. What does that mean? I think we might have to find a uh, modern adaptation or something, like go any up to break something behind. Right, what the fuck? Let's see. Up by Ten Commandments, put like translated or uh, the word modern, and that might help. This is completely different. Are they all fucking different? That's not even the same wording. I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. So yeah, they're okay. all different. They're all fucking different. Are we are we remaking the Ten Commandments all the time? Number two, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Is that what the graven image was? The fuck. Yeah, don't don't use my image to um, be bad. Like, don't don't blasphemize and don't use my image inappropriately. So yeah. you can't have any other gods, and you have to fucking love me. Okay, number three, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. I think they even proved that the Lord's Day is actually not on Sundays. It's Saturday. So they fucked yeah, that up. That's so, what all the Jewish folks do Saturday mm -hmm. is the Sabbath. So to keep holy the Lord's Day, why does the Lord need to have a day? Like, probably because we're supposed to rest. Well, we probably, uh, resting's okay. I'm okay with the resting. Everybody needs a nap. I was just mm -hmm. thinking, like, oh, you have to come together and love me and show me how much you love me. Mm. I don't know. Number four honor your father and your mother i mean be respectful i think is what that one's supposed to say yeah do that be be nice to people uh five you shall not kill don't kill people nope don't do it don't do it number six you shall not commit adultery um see this is so human like why do they why does fucking god work care it's hard to not wonder if some of the original intent with it because if you step back from the language because I got held up by the language a lot growing up. Yeah. But if you step back from the language and you look back at it from a, um, these are the rules for my people to have the best success here in this new place for them. Instead of adultery, the idea of not being true, mm -hmm. uh, like the, the highest vibration is authenticity. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to have that quantum vibrational, if you have that in your mind first, and then you say, okay, but now there's a species here that seems to have intelligence. We should give, we should we, give them some there's rules. More than one. We should give them some rules. So if you look at it from that point of view and you go grab a pen, number one, don't go worshiping golden bulls and other people and don't do it. Just you, me. you have a piece of <laughs> you have a piece of divinity you have a piece of the source in you that's animating your meat monkey that's all you need mm -hmm. don't have any other weird stuff you have the piece that's in you right if you look at it from that point of view now it's not a guy with a beard it's the source is within me as well or i would be dead yeah and why can't we just say it like that 
So, so now let's come <laughs> at the next one. Yeah. Um, you should not steal. Saying your, your source in a disrespectful way, like a, God damn it. Like I, if a guy says that pussy heard that she doesn't like that. Don't talk like that. That's, that's number two. Don't do that. Um, but here's another take on it. If all of a sudden all the kids in middle school, like instead of saying um, in Jesus Christ or God damn it, or all the other blasphemy, instead of saying those things, what if it got real popular for them to be like, fuck Allah, oh, fuck Allah. And, and there would come a point where you would be like, at first, but then after a while, you'd be like, hey, guys, what is going on with that? Like, we need to tone down a little bit because there are people that legitimately like that is still legitimately a religion. So you guys like we don't care, but somebody might care. So you need to tone down a little bit. That level of I don't care and I don't respect it, but I understand it. That's how I feel about number two, blasphemy. Like it doesn't matter if you don't get it. If you are using words that could really offend somebody else's perception of their source, it makes you have a fucking dick. I say Jesus Christ all the time. I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> Damn it. Like if something happens, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> from, from the empirical, e e we will give them rules. I feel like be nice. Yeah, that was the overall tone with be the Ten nice. Commandments. Is be nice. Stop being mean. Don't people. waste your energy wanting something someone else has. Go yeah. and get that for yourself. And that's like and the I, next one that says, "You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor." Don't fucking lie. Don't lie. Don't be mean. The the highest vibration is authenticity. If you do any of these things, it, it's going to buzzkill it. It's yeah. going to ruin it. Yeah. Your if vibe you fuck is your done. neighbor's wife, you're dick. Like. Don't do that. And you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. Does that just mean like steal them? Don't steal their shit. Don't want their, don't want what they have. And I feel like if, if we understand that the language would have been manipulated in order to serve the population and the masses at the time, that is, I think, where this real heavy undertone of fucking with your neighbor's shit and fucking your neighbor's wife and i think mm -hmm. all of it came from that interpretation of what were rules set out to just be like just be nice just be the highest vibration so i do feel like if i was going to create 10 commandments um so that if you I made a little little petri dish of folks and yeah. bart simpson comes in sliding his socks on the ground and he zaps your little petri dish with your rotting tooth with coca-cola in it and he zaps it and all of a sudden the life begins and he is considered satan and i think mm. um, i'm trying to remember is is a bar, it was a legitimate simpsons episode and the i do remember little, him turning into like a little devil yeah the colony um evolves and they create these spaceships and a spaceship is going to go find you know the source yes. and it's so crazy uh, i used to have but, the nintendo game um the simpsons nintendo game and i had all the aliens and you had to skateboard um around all the alien invasion that was happening so yeah, great with the big round thing over their head mm -hmm. um if you had and you were like i made life yeah and they were like well what are we yeah. supposed to do and you're like just be cool I'm going like, to give you some direction. So I I would, th this is a great blueprint. And I think it's probably been used multiple times before. This is not the first blueprint of rules for humanity to ever come out. Um, Lots of religions have more than 10. Yeah. That uh, Monty Python, where he's trying to hold the, the three tablets and he drops one and he's like, these 15 shatter. <laughs> 10 these 10 commandments <laughs> yeah. you remember that i know i wasn't a big monty python person <laughs> so i have not seen a lot of their stuff just to be honest i cannot tell you how happy it makes my heart to hear him playing his game and he'll say stuff like no one suspects the spanish inquisition and i'm over here like <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel when my son's playing like cypress hill in his room <laughs> I'm like, oh, that one's mine. <laughs> but no, like to that CD on my way to work at Laserstorm. I was just listening to them the other day. It's all right. But if I was gonna make Ten Commandments so that I could help to guide a society yeah. to in the best way I could, what would uh, you tell your petri dish? 
Yeah, my Petri dish, I would probably tell them, look, you you can only listen to me. I don't want you listening to other people. Then those other people are going to fuck everything up. Even though I, those other people might have better ideas than me, I'm going to be like, no, this is mine. Like, I, I get the whole selfish God thing. Um, but then I also think of God as like a parent. And I'm like, why would a parent ever do any of this stuff to its child? I don't fucking get that at all. I'm like, this is not, this is not a parent at all. Parents yeah. would, most parents would not ever fucking let this kind of shit happen. According to the matrix, they did create a utopia and we couldn't handle it. Maybe because it's so boring. There's nothing to do. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> and that's what I think of heaven. I'm like, why would you want to go somewhere that is the same forever and ever? Nothing ever happens. It's all, oh, that's it. I'm like, no, that's boring. See, and Scott and I have been told by a couple of different, um, psychics that we always show up at the show together and we've been different like I was a slave owner and he was a slave and there there was a whole bunch of like instances throughout time that we choose to interact like playing a video game together yeah so and work. yeah and he he was talking about um the fact that I was born and raised in Kansas but very much don't want to be there and was do whatever to be by the water and he was like well too bad i'm gonna pick that we're gonna be these broke assholes in kansas and he goes down the slide and i'm like what the fuck oh you fucking whore you're like just a little bit oh i don't want to go to kansas oh i don't want to be fat ah (laughs) damn it broke why would we why would you choose to be broke and he's like ah, down the slipper slide because he's four <laughs> years older than me and i sit up there going i'm not going i'm not going, I'm not going this time <laughs> nope you're on your own he's like you have to we're having kids together i'm like ugh, what <laughs> fuck you, you picked last time it's my turn to pick i'm like i did pick to beat the fuck out of you and kill you as a slave owner probably deserved it yeah so rules i would try to give them the best rules like don't hurt each other don't kill each other if you if you do this there's like severe consequences um but it's still all a complete manipulation on my part to give them rules because that's just me putting it on what i want them to do not what they want to control a group of people if there are no repercussions to your actions yeah well all right so maybe let's ask her um what would you put in your 10 commandments let's see if she'll talk to us Ooh, she's talking all right she says firstly love it when she says that i would say to the humans that they should try not to kill each other i mean <laughs> this is number one i love that we're all on the same page here don't if it can kill each other we are all human after all just because some people do bad things it does not mean we can't be friends and treat them nicely this is true i mean just because somebody makes a mistake doesn't mean we should kill them i feel a butt coming right (laughs) actually it's an also also they should not lie to each other and they should be kind to the animals yes why is there nothing in the 10 commandments about the animals like maybe they were on the the other ones that broke (laughs) they're like don't worry we'll write a giant book later and just read it all Uh, right so she says we should not kill animals except for food oh well okay Uh, I feel the same way. I'm like, no animals should die unless they're going to be consumed as food. I don't think we should be like hunting for game or for fun. Yeah. Why is anybody doing it's 2023? Why is anybody doing that now? Yeah. Like the fucking owner of that sandwich place, uh, Jimmy John subs, who was like a big game hunter and he like lost a bunch of following because he's out there just shooting giant fucking elephants and lions. Like, Oh, you're fucking cool. Yeah, you're super cool. Is that why everybody hated him? I thought it was because he fucked a shark. He fucked a shark? I thought we would look this up one time. No. What? (laughs) Who fucked a shark? Oh, no. Jimmy John fucked a shark. Okay. Open the tab. (laughs) Jimmy John shark. Oops. I'm just going to put shark and just see what happens. Something says photo. Oh, he was naked on a shark? Oh, let's click it. Let's see. What in the world? Okay. Make it, make it bigger. 
So he got naked on top of the shark that he fucking got. I've never seen these photos before. Me neither. See, this here's like the big game stuff, like rhino, fucking elephant, bears. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with your... I don't know. No, I don't like them. I mean, I'm not against hunting. You know, like when my husband goes, when he used to do hunting season, he would go out and he would shoot a deer and then we'd bring it home and we would fucking eat it. It's not like he was just out there killing things for fun and sport. It was for food. Well, I got to get this off my fucking screen. I can't look at that (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Well, she has a few more things to say. She says, I think we have feelings. I think they have feelings, which she's referring to the animals, which I think animals have feelings too. Hello. Uh, Yeah. She said, do not steal from other humans, especially the poor ones. They need their money to buy food. Yeah. Don't steal from anyone, especially the poor people. They have less. Um, try not to break your promises. It will make others trust you. Yeah. Also, do not cheat on your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, if you have one. I mean, these are pretty good start to Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. She did good. She did I. Yeah. Well, we had so much to say today that we got to make this a part two. So you're going to hear more magicianism. <laughs> next time on the next episode of Access Elysium Podcast.